You're listening to the Rod Langway Fan Club. Welcome, everybody, to the Rod Langway Fan Club podcast. I am your host, Jeff Roman. Special show. It's the Stretch Run Report. We've got about less than 10 games in the NHL regular season. I'm joined by a couple of co-hosts. Mr. Mark, chickity check, chickity check one, Nita. I've been chickity checking the standings daily. We've got some great races. I'm looking forward to breaking them down for you guys. And John, 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 the leprechaun. Went to school with one shoe on, one shoe off, Snowden. Whoa, you really stretched that out, eh, bud? That rhyme was a bit of a stretch. So we have some exciting playoff races here. We're looking at the wild card teams, the teams on the inside and the teams on the outside. Let's start in the East. Who do we got first? I remember last year, guys, at this time, the East was all sewn up. There was nothing to talk about. But this year, we've got a pretty good race. Three teams fighting for two spots. Well, guys, we, I think we should probably start with the New York Islanders. I feel like we're always talking about this team. Uh, they've got an inside track, I would think. But what do you guys think of the Islanders down the stretch here? Well, they do have a couple points of cushion, but there are some questions with this team. Injuries being one of them. Matt Barzell looks like he won't be able to help out down the stretch. Yeah, they may also have a problem with Brock Nelson, so that would make them a little thinner up the middle. However, uh, Jean-Gabriel Pajot has just come back, and of course, they have Bo Horvat, and uh, so they're a little deeper at that position than they had been in the past. And one thing about the New York Islanders is they have Elias Sorokin, and when you've got him in net, I really think they've always got a chance. Sure, he has arguably been the best goalie in the league this year. I think he's definitely going to get some consideration for the Vesna this year. So between that and, you know, they're a pretty well-coached, good structure on that team. I think they'll be right in there until the end. So next up, we got to talk about the Pittsburgh Penguins. This is a team 16 years in a row. They've made the playoffs. It is questionable this year. What do we think about these guys? Yeah, you know, it's funny because finally this year, Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin have played every single Penguin game, and yet here they are having to scrape and claw their way for a playoff spot. What's gone wrong in Pittsburgh? Well, I think a team like this who has an aging core, they really need some more depth offensively, and they haven't really got that. I mean, they need more out of Ricard Raquel. He was a guy that they thought could have some offensive pop. They need a little bit more from Brian Rust. And uh, they also need a little bit more from Mikael Granlund as well. I mean, he's a guy, I think he's got more offense in him and, and they're going to need it if they're going to make the playoffs here. I'm really concerned about their decor. We've talked a lot about them this season. They redid it in the off season, really, really banged up. I'm sure they've still got Latang, but listen to some of these injuries that they have right now. Um, Jeff Petrie is out. Jan Ruda is out. Marcus Pedersen's out. Even Kulikov's out. So that's really stretched their decor. Yeah, it's funny, you know, the big trade they made in the offseason to bring in Jeff Petrie, and you look at the way Mike Matheson's been playing in Montreal now, they could really use him right about now. How about their goaltending, though? Does Tristan Jari, can he find his game in time? He's going to need to, I think. He's a goalie who can bring it, and we've seen him come up in big moments before, but if he starts faltering, watch out, this team could be out. Well, that's the thing, he's been faltering for most of the season, that's why they're in this spot to begin with, and unfortunately, Casey DeSmith hasn't been much better behind him. Next up, guys, we have to talk about the Florida Panthers. In our midseason show, I got to admit, I was willing to write this team off. I think we may have even smashed up a car. We may have, yeah. We may have to give give that guy a refund or something. Yeah. Uh, but how about the Florida Panthers? Do you guys think they have a chance to make it into the playoffs? Yeah, as long as Matthew Kachuk keeps leading the way like he has been, he's been on absolute fire. He's going to get 100 points again this season. I think he could even get a few MVP votes. Uh, yeah, I'm not writing off Florida at all. One guy who's really impressed me down the stretch is uh, Sergei Bobrovsky, man. He is back on the case. 
he's found his game, man, especially with Spencer Knight being out. Uh, Bobrovsky's being electric down the stretch. Yeah, that's right. He can be hot and cold, and he is hot right now at the right time. Um, unfortunately, they're not getting quite as much as they would like out of Alexander Barkov. Now, he did just uh, break the record for most franchise points. But something's a little off. He was injured. Now he's back. Is he 100%? There's some questions there. Also, Aaron Ekblad. He's a guy I think people had really high hopes for going into the season. And again, another player. He's not really lived up to the expectations. Yeah, he also had some injuries at the start of the year. Hard to say if he's 100%, but few guys are at this time of the year. Yeah, it just seemed like last year when they were on route to the President's Trophy, this team had come, uh, their comebacks were unbelievable. But this year, they just don't quite have that magic. We'll see if they can find it. Okay, boys. So in the East, we got three teams, two spots. Who is out? Oh, that is a tough call. I'm going to say the Islanders. I think the Islanders are going to fall out and uh, Pittsburgh and Florida are going to get those two spots. Now, you guys might expect me to say the Islanders are out. I never believed in them, never really liked them. You never did. No, I don't know why. They're, They're a good, honest team. But I think the Penguins are in massive trouble. The defenseman being banged up and the goaltending being unreliable is going to be too much for Sid and Gino and Chris Letang to overcome. It's an end of an era in Pittsburgh. Okay, interesting, interesting. Well, I've never believed in Florida this year. In fact, I didn't even believe in them last year when they won the President's Trophy. But, uh, you know, I want this team out. I don't really want to see them make it, so I'm going to pick them to be out. Florida, Florida's out. Ouch. Ouch. Let's find our way over to the Western Conference now. We've got some good races as well over there. And, John, your Winnipeg Jets are in that last spot, but they've got some competition. What do you think is going on with the Jets, man? I don't know. I mean, they should have this sewn up by now, but they just keep losing games that they got to be winning. This is their spot to lose, and they just don't seem to have it. Um, You know, there's some deficiencies, I would say, on the wing. Wheeler hasn't been himself, and Ehler, since he's been back as well, has not really got that score and pop. I think when the Jets were really firing on all cylinders, they had that great one-two combo down the middle. Uh, Since Pierre-Luc Dubois got hurt, he was playing through an injury. They pulled him out of the lineup for a while. He's back now, but if he can't return to form, uh, they might struggle to hold on to that last spot. I like some of the deadline acquisitions that they made, though. Sure. I mean, getting Nino Nina Ryder, he's been pretty good. He can score goals. And Vladimir Nemestikov. A, bit, a little bit of a surprise. Um, so some nice additions. Hopefully that can be enough to push them over over the top. It's a the real playoff. shame that uh, Perfetti, Cole Perfetti, the rookie, is out. Uh, but what a season by Josh Morrissey, right? Yeah, Morrissey's been amazing. One of the best defenders in the league. And I don't think too many people saw that coming. They still have Connor Hellebuck back there, so, which makes me think they've definitely got a chance to make it. Yeah, and he's been solid pretty much for most of the season. Uh, a bit of a downturn recently, but I think the whole team has kind of been down. So hopefully he can lead them back and uh, they can secure that last spot. Next, we got to look west to Alberta. Jeff, your Stanley Cup pick, Calgary Flames. They are uh, on the outside looking in. Can they can they sneak in here or what? Going on? Did we record that? Uh, that's embarrassing. Yeah, where to start with the Calgary Flames, man. A lot of down years. Jonathan Huberdeau and uh, Kadri probably at the top. Yeah, and you got to wonder, you know, those big acquisitions come in, they don't quite fit. Maybe they just don't fit on this Daryl Sutter team. He's kind of an old school guy, favors defensive awareness more than, you know, pushing the pace, pushing for offense. Both those guys are used to that kind of a system in Colorado and Florida, respectively. So I don't know. I think the game is kind of passed Daryl Sutter by. This might be his last job in the NHL. Yeah, well, I mean, Markstrom isn't doing him any favors either. He's had a bit of a beacon of down years. And when your goalie's not on, the whole team can suffer. And I mean, it reflect badly on the coach as well. Um, but yeah, Markstrom needs to be better if they're going to have a chance of getting into the playoffs here. 
And guys, we kind of have to talk about the Nashville Predators. This is a surprise. I mean, look at the deadline that they had. They trade away Matthias Ekholm. They trade away Mikhail Granlund. And it just looked like they were kind of folding up their tent and saying, this isn't our year. Let's kind of start reloading and thinking about the future. But they're still in the mix. They've got games in hand. If they win them, they'll be right in there. Yeah, and it's all the more surprising considering the injuries they have. I mean, probably their two best skaters, Roman Yossi is out and uh, Philip Forsberg also out. Without those guys, you'd think they'd be sunk, but here they are. I mean, they still got some work to do, but you never know. Ryan Johansson also has uh, been out for a couple weeks as well. Right. You know, as long as they've got uh, UC Saros and Ned, I think they've got a chance. But guys, we have to talk about Thomas Novak. This guy's come out of nowhere. 16 points in his last 15 games and good on the guy. They needed something like this. Yeah, it's always nice when you see a team's prospect come in and at the right time, get that opportunity and just run with it. He's a former second round pick by the Predators. Okay, boys, we got three teams, uh, one spot. So who is it going to be? Who's going to make the playoffs here? Well, none of these teams really inspire a lot of confidence, but I think, John, your Winnipeg Jets are going to hold on to that last spot. I hate agreeing with Jeff, but yeah, it's got to be the Jets. They have the most firepower up front and they have the best goalie, although UC Saros is a close second. I think Connor Hellebuck with that Vesna pedigree is the best of the bunch, and that will be enough for the Jets to make the playoffs. Well, I love agreeing with you guys. I have to agree. I mean, I think the Jets have been underperforming. I think they only have to make a couple tweaks, and they'll start winning some of these games, and uh, they'll end up taking it. But on on that note, boys, uh, we got to go for a little ride. Ride? Where are we going, man? We got investigative reporter Connor Morrison's car. He lent it to us. Uh, We're going to go for a a little ride. That bucket of bolts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we smashed. Yeah, it's back in in decent shape. Uh, Yeah, come along. I'll tell you about it in the car. We got a show to finish. Like we still got to get to the mailbag. Well, well, we're almost there, man. We got to do this. I'm sorry. We have to do this. We have to take care of this right now. Is this, John, are you serious, man? Is this all about money for us, man? Well, we, yes, it is all about money and we don't have any. How are we going to keep the show going if we don't have any money at all? I told you guys a couple of well-executed bake sales. We're back in the black bake. Man, this is no joke. I mean, we're going to meet a guy. We're going to meet a guy and he's going to sort us out here. But be cool, man. This is no joke. Okay. Is he cool? Yeah, he's pretty cool. Just don't worry about it, man. The destination is on your left. We almost there, man? Yeah, it's just here. Yeah, he said, yeah, metal shed, metal shed. Here we are, man. I see a scooter here, man. Oh, that must be your guy, John. Let's get out. Man, it's pitch black out here. I can't see a thing. Which one of you bozos were in charge of bringing the flashlight? I got the flashlight here. Hang on a second, man. Whoa, 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 what the? Hey, Chet, 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 Chet. Too much noise. People will hear us. Hey, Guy Zamboni, man. How you doing? I'm okay, John, but uh, who are those two Joker right there? They're cool, man. Don't worry about it. They're with the show. Yeah, They're we do the everything show. together. It's fine, man. Yeah, Don't man, worry. Yeah. What show? The Rod Langway Fan Club podcast, man. Uh, you know. that yes, yeah, you thing. called in, remember? We talk about the ice. Yes, that's right. The ice is great. So you got the thing? 
I got the thing, but uh, you sure we can talk about this uh, with those uh, two guys here? For sure, man. You guys are cool with this, right? This I'm is hip fine. to the scene, whatever well, it is. Well, I think so. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Just hang here, on. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Can uh, I see it? You look cool, but uh, you, uh, I got the doubts, huh? No, no, no. I'm fine. Can man. I see it, man? You can't see, but uh, still not happy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, we gun? didn't talk. John, a gun? Are whoa, you serious? Uh, John told me that uh, those guys, uh, they are okay, and now uh, they don't even know why you come here? They're cool Is this it, amateur man. hour? They're cool, man. What They're cool. this for, John? Man, we need this for the security guard, just in case. Just Old in guys. case. It's like 90 years old. Yes, man, just in case anything. We need to be prepared for anything that might happen, man. Uh, can you show me how it works? I can. Uh, you sure it's okay? Yeah, you guys are cool, right? This is uh, fine, man. Just, yeah, how does okay. it work, man? I, I trust John. Okay. Well, take the gun like that. You pull on this here. Then you put the bullet here. And then, remember, huh? you don't pull, you squeeze. Right, cool. Can I try the squeeze part? Yeah. John, you sure you know what you're doing, man? For sure, man. I fired all kinds of guns, man. BB guns. And stuff. Oh, oh, oh! Whoa, what the heck? Oh, man, it just went off. It just went off, man. It wasn't my fault. Sacrament. Amateur hour all the way. I am out of here now. Give me that. Give, give, give me that. Give me that. Give me that to me now. I leave it. Uh, John, you forget my number, huh? No, man, it's cool. Knew, it's cool. I knew to not Demon. like you. John, what the heck happened back there, dude? Yeah, well, that was a bit... I'm sorry, man. The gun, it just went off. It just went off. It wasn't my fault. I'm just glad that we're back doing another mailbag. I wasn't sure if it would ever happen again. Yeah, well, I mean, we didn't get it, um, but, you know, we still got to do the thing. Are we going to go through this We still got to do it. Hey, we're up against it. You know, we've got our own stretch run. We're not looking too good right now. That's right. We're deep in the red. The podcast is deep in the red. We need some cash, and we need it it fast. Hey, what's our next segment here? Well, it's everybody's favorite segment. Ask the commish. Sorry, sorry. What was the question? I would totally veto that. What kind of league are we running here anyways? I'll have to consult the rule book on that one. Remember the trade guidelines. Can we get some friendly questions here? You guys have got to dress your players. Got to dress your players. Got to dress your players. All right. This is everybody's favorite segment. This is Ask the Commission. You can get your questions in last minute. You can send us a tweet at Rod Langway Fan Club, or you can send us an email at rodlangwayfanclub at gmail.com. All right, boys, what is up first? I've got a tweet here from Dysentery Gary. He says, I'm fed up of seeing guys have to fight after laying a clean body check on someone. 
I know, hitting is such a fun part of the game, and they've really cleaned it up over the years, but it seems like even if it's a lovely clean body check, I mean, play stops, everybody piles on, a fight breaks out, and uh, it's a little ridiculous. Yeah, this is something that was talked about at the most recent GM meetings in Florida, and it looks like they're just going to go with the status quo. Uh, The calls have been the same. We've already had a few examples after the meeting where a guy gets jumped and they get offsetting minors or offsetting fighting majors and... All they need to do is enforce the instigator rule. This rule has been around for a very long time. If you start giving this, giving out power plays and there are penalties, there are consequences for these actions, we could easily eliminate this from the game. And I don't really understand why they aren't using the rule book that they have. Yeah, I've always been kind of mixed on the instigator rule. Um, It does make me think a little bit about how the QMJHL guys, I don't know if you saw this, uh, they're looking at getting rid of fighting. Now, in the Quebec League, they took a lot of money from the provincial government. Apparently, there's some strings attached to this. And one of the things the government's saying is, you guys got to get rid of fighting. That would be amazing if the QMJHL banned fighting, but the WHL and the OHL kept it. Yeah, I wonder. I feel like this is the first step. I think it's only a matter of time before we see no more fighting in junior hockey. I think it's a good idea. I don't want to see a 19-year-old manhandling a 16-year-old because these things do happen. I mean, these kids, they have their whole lives in front of them and a lot of them won't go on to be pros. They're not getting paid millions of dollars to do this. I just think it's something that does not need to be in junior hockey. Yeah, I mean, I agree, especially, you know, with what we know about brain injuries and all this stuff, to, to be exposing kids to that level of risk is probably unacceptable in this day and age. Okay, let's keep it moving. What's next, John? Well, we have an email from Wesley, and Wesley just asks, what do the boys at the podcast think about both Ivan Provorov and James Reimer refusing to participate in Pride events? What do we think about this one? A sticky one here. Well, let's let's look at it from a slightly different angle. Let's give some credit to both the organizations of the San Jose Sharks and the Philadelphia Flyers for going ahead with this and not providing cover for these guys. If they don't want to participate, at least now we know how they feel, and they have to then answer for this. Uh, I think it's despicable and cowardly on both of their parts. Whatever religious excuses they have, I think, are ridiculous. I mean, we're talking about a document from thousands of years ago that, by the way, the Old Testament, that doesn't really represent Christianity anyway. Uh, The teachings of Jesus Christ are all about inclusivity and loving everybody equally, so I, I think it's asinine. Yeah, very disappointing. Uh, I can't say I'm surprised. I wish I was surprised. Uh, I think Brian Burke hit the nail on the head when he said this is not an endorsement of the lifestyle. It's just to welcome people in. And that's what we want. We want to welcome people into hockey. Uh, Really, really disappointed. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I agree. Um, It was a little uh, poor of the Chicago Blackhawks to cancel there, as I felt as well. I mean, again, we're just trying to be inclusive. We're trying to be accepting of people who have, you know, undergone a lot of persecution over the years. And uh, we hope to put an end to that. Yeah, that's the contrast I was talking about, right? You have organizations like the Rangers, like the Blackhawks, who just cancel it, providing cover for these guys. And I think that's the wrong move. That's the wrong precedent to be setting. And hopefully uh, the NHL can be better down the road because this is, you know, not a very forward thinking organization right now. And uh, what do we have up next? Maybe something a little lighter. Yeah. What you got there, Mark? Uh, I've got a message that was received on Facebook of all places. We don't get a lot of Facebook messages, but uh, this guy, Gary G, uh, he wrote, what do you guys think about music and the NHL? I know that you play a lot of songs on your show. Thanks for the question, Gary. Uh, It's abysmal. 
Uh, I really don't <laughs> like the Not music. Not so good. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of sort of stuck in a time warp, man. It's like 1995 all over again. Did you know that 96% of all of the times that Sandstorm by Darude is played that it's at an NHL arena? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's a great song, though. I love hearing that. Where else what, are you going to hear it? What's to like about uh, the music at an NHL game? Well, I mean, not much unless there's an organist in the building. Okay, now we're talking. Yeah, if they have an organist and somebody's actually playing some of the funny tunes. And, you know, sometimes they do little mock-ups of popular tunes and organize them. Uh, it's pretty fun. I've got a bone to pick with one team in particular as for their musical selections. The Vancouver Canucks have maybe the most inappropriate... And I don't mean appropriate in an offensive way, but inappropriate goal song. Simple Minds, Don't You Forget About Me. Good song. It is a great song. I it's like a that great too. song. Yeah. In fact, those that know me well, and anybody who knows me, I've told them this, at my funeral, that song must be played. I have multiple friends who have promised that that will happen. But as a goal song, it's just bizarre. Yeah, strange choice. I would agree with you there. It's not a pump you up kind of song. Like you want to get the crowd going. You want to start a surge. You want to get a couple goals back to back. It just, it's odd and maybe that's why vancouver struggled this year and guys i think that about wraps it up here we will return in a few weeks with our playoff preview i can't wait oh yeah bring it on yes. although montreal is not going to be there well this is the time of year this is the best time of year so yeah it's gonna be great it is man i can't wait enjoy the stretch run thanks for tuning in and i hope you had yourselves a time Great show, boys. Yeah, good show, guys. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, okay. I like so, it. So, man, are we going to go through with this, We're doing man? It. We have to. Well, how much money do you think they have in that safe anyway? Not, there's no safe. It's just a little just box. Out, okay. A forest of literature, man? Really? Yeah. One security guard. It's going to be easy. Easy. I'm telling you. We don't, we don't need the gun. Wait a second. Is the music on? Oh. Well, I, I, I hope you had yourself a time. Hope you had yourself a time. Hope, hope you had time, time.